Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you, it's hip to be square. We take a trip to the tombs as we unwrap a special episode and do a dusty deep dive on one of our favorite movies. It's The Mummy on Normies Like Us. You're alive! I'm so very, very worried. Well, if it ain't my little buddy, Benny. Oh, for heaven's sake, girl, it wasn't that good of a kiss anyway. You heard it up top. Get ready to walk like an Egyptian because we (laughs) are diving into a special one. Deep diving down in the dust in the desert because we're talking the mummy 1999s Mm. here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Colin, Colin, Benny, Benny, Colin. (laughs) Gotcha. I'll be uh, Mike Hotep. And this is (laughs) Jake O'Cobnell. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Wow. I'm wow, surprised wow, wow. Jake could have done Rick O'Collin. Yeah. Yeah, That's yeah Evie. Good. Something. There's something. Jonathan. All our favorite characters. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Our, <laughs> you know, the, the mummies. Americans. Yes. Um, yes. The yes, mummy. Yes. Happy holidays, normies. It's December months. We decided <laughs> to give ourselves a present. We know this doesn't sound very on theme, but uh, we were kind of thinking about mummies off pod and we we're coming up with episode ideas. And we said, you know what? Let's talk the mummy. And here's what I was shocked by. You guys said that. I kind of laughed and I said, in my mind, no, we've done the mummy. And then I looked in our episodes. I was like, we've never talked to the mummy. <laughs> and I got yeah. very upset and then happy that we're doing this episode. That is surprising. Yeah. You know, it's the kind of movie that you think we would have talked about already, but uh, definitely happy to, to do it today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, anecdotally, we um, off pod, we did do a mummy themed escape room and that kind of planted the seed of like, wait a minute, wait a minute, just do the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> and we escaped, right. obviously, right. no curse. We did. Supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, now, I want to see you guys for our eyes and tongues, Mike. You did say that, right, though? <laughs> right, right. This is the last episode that we'll be able to speak through. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the Tom Cruise mummy, so I hope that that's what oh, wow. you guys watched as well. Uh, yeah, 2017. I did no, the Boris coincidentally, Karloff I did one. actually watch that for the first time a few weeks ago, uh, strangely huh. enough. And uh, that's directed by. Of course, my sworn enemy, Alex Kurtzman, uh, of Star <laughs> Trek. Enemy of Star Trek, um, yes. That's right. Frequently yes. mentioned on this podcast. Now, Jacob, does us discussing this film, and I guess film series as well, preclude us from ever doing our long-form series where I would want us to talk about uh, the Tom Cruise mm. mummy as well? <laughs> well, yeah, we could do the sequels to, we could start with The Mummy Returns, and then, or we could do to The Morris The Dragon Emperor. Yeah. Are these yep. all? That's true. Are these all films that you guys have seen? Mike, are you familiar yeah, with the question. old Universal ones, and have you seen all these recent Brendan Fraser ones? Yeah, so I I've never seen really any of the Universal classic monster movies all the way through. I've seen the snippets, you know, I know about Boris Karloff, but I've never actually seen that one. <clears throat> I've seen all three of these, you know, in theaters as they were coming out, and I did not see the Tom Cruise Dark Universe, even though Star Trek connection again with uh, the actress who played the Mummy. Yeah. Um, oh, Rachel uh, Weisz. Sophia Butella. Yeah, Sophia oh, yes, Butella. yes, yes. Yeah. Sophia Butella, of course. Well, I wonder if that's why, if, you know, Alex Kurtzman as the director was like, I worked with this actress before. Maybe that's why they brought her. She doesn't mind being but, an uh, extensive makeup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I watched you? that a couple of weeks ago. 
didn't hate that movie um as much interesting as I take I it's, it's not good but it's uh it was watchable enough to me and i was actually like intrigued by the dark universe and i was like man i wish there was i wish there were more dark universe oh no movies. be I careful what you wish Crow for as dr jekyll and mr hyde like oh right it's fun it was fun <laughs> uh but as for these these mummy movies i've seen this and mummy returns a bunch of times i've never seen the dragon empire or the tomb what is it called the tomb of the dragon emperor tomb of the dragon emperor with jet lee really i've Mm -hmm. never seen that one no so maybe that we should do a series so i can watch that yeah i would love that interesting (laughs) um yeah i just uh yeah that would be good i don't want to throw any of those opinions out now colin how about you you seen all these uh, I'll even throw it back to, you know, my dad was such a old monster movie fan that, yes, we have seen the Boris Karloff one. Sci-Fi Channel would play it enough that I guess kind of closer to like you saying snippets, Mike, he would pull us over and be like, mm-hmm. hey, this is important. Like, you know, like take a look at this scene or whatever. Um, I'm sure you guys know the story from that was Boris Karloff played Frankenstein's monster. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, what a performance. He was like, hey. I know you guys want me to do more of these and like more of these like monster movies. I kind of want to play what I played in like theater and stuff, like a sex symbol. I want to be like a super hot dude. So those mummy mm-hmm. movies are like, he's a mummy <laughs> for like two minutes, then immediately reforms into like a sexy guy who wears a fez and like, you know, mm. chases after you. Right. So very right. different than these films. Well, kind of wow. like this because he turns into a, a normal well, guy eventually and they're romantic uh, i would yeah, say right. they're sort of these these weird you know leth- he's a like a lothario figure he does of course play imhotep who we'll be talking well, about quite a bit later yeah. i was surprised to learn this actually because i didn't know this but imhotep's not based on like a real historical person that's just the name of the boris karloff character in the original mm-hmm. so they just went with that huh. and uh so i always thought it was like based on history somehow but it's it's not well, I, that, I mean, that's interesting because I didn't know that either. But, you know, I did a couple, like a year or so ago, you know, I mentioned I went to Houston and they had a King Tut exhibit, you know, I saw Conchu, right. um, so I'm also Moon Knight. We remember this, so you I'm pretty much an expert. the moon god Conchu, Mike. Yeah, it was crazy. He's a bird guy. So, yeah, uh, a lot Incredible. of my Egyptian knowledge, I'm like, I'm the Rachel Weiss of us, I guess. <laughs> Not really. That's true. Nice. Well, your split personality is the Rachel Wise of us. <laughs> correct. correct. Um, but I'll just say about the Brendan Fraser films to finish them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like I was a big fan of Brendan Fraser because, of course, obviously um, uh, his role as George of the Jungle, which was like a kid's movie perfectly mm-hmm. aimed at me at the time. Yes. But I kind of really felt like almost like a Robin Williams doing Jumanji where this felt like a jump where I'm like, oh, that's the lovable person I love kind of in a movie that's too scary for me. So I did not see The Mummy in theaters in 1999, Mm. rented it, loved it immediately, and then saw the subsequent films in theaters as well. And I remember being extremely let down and riding my bike back from the theater with my brother for Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, where we both said, wow, that sucked. And like mm. an early mm. young kid being like, wow, movies are bad. So bummer. I was sitting in the theater and like that's when it started to dawn on me, like maybe not all movies are good. It's like that. I was like, wait totally. a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think all movies are we good. could get there. Yeah. They have failed. I bet um, I would like it better now. I haven't watched it in probably a couple years. I've only no, watched that one it. time. Yeah. That would be good. I just know they, uh, 
they recast the Rachel Wise role. But yeah, like it's the same mm-hmm. character, which I I kind of hate that. Like, yeah, Maria Bello steps in, not even yeah. British. Yeah, like why call her Evie? Just call it, like make her a new character. Don't just. Cha- but like, you want Evie change. to die in this universe? You want Rick Okada to be a widower? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like she's got a new job at a fancy museum across the country. It didn't work out. Right. Yeah, whatever. Um, I think also, because this is adventure right? Um, Uncharted vibes. I guess we'll talk about that when we get into yeah. it. But sure, uh, yeah. also, um, <clears throat> timing, Victor, timely enough, not the name, whatever. The birthday of Brendan Fraser is what we're working Hooray. towards. Was the day before uh, we're recording this, so that's also like yes. good timing wow. to do the mummy. So happy is birthday, this Brendan! Your guys' favorite Brendan Fraser role? I say it's yes, hundred percent. It's gotta be. It's gotta <laughs> be. I mean, well, other than the whale, of course, my favorite what? movie, the whale. Well, the Oscar was, uh, you know, it was for the mummies. He just got snubbed. You know, <laughs> that's <there>. right. <laughs> right. Big no, I whale like this. fan. I mean, like you said, it's Uncharted kind of vibes. It's Indiana Jones, like basically, right? He's playing 100%. Indiana Jones type archetype. Uh, yeah. And I think he crushes it. And he was, you know, he's a movie star, you know, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I have several uh, interesting thoughts after watching this again after a couple of years. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be cool to talk about it. So I'm stoked that we are doing it. So um, should we pop the top in the sarcophagus and see what we uh, got? Mum's the word, right? Mummy, it's the word. All right. <laughs> Bad transition. Right. See you next time. Uh, We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we are talking about what I'm going to call an early blockbuster smash hit, the 1999 Stephen Summers-directed film, The Mummy. Uh, mm-hmm. We said before it's a remake of the, I think, 1932 or something yeah, like that, the so, original yeah. Universal picture film. Uh, Stephen Summers probably most known <laughs> for directing. Did you guys see that live-action version of The Jungle Book, Rudyard Kipling's The Jungle Book? Not the yes. Disney version, of course. Weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's yes. right. I have seen that one. Yeah. Fascinating. But yeah. The, um, I, you know, the classic, the iconic, the mummy, right? So and what do we know did, about uh, this? Yeah, the development, more of this behind the scenes well, stuff. Well, I was just going to say that after this, he made Van Helsing. So he really was into <laughs> oh, the, uh, the universe. A very mummy, yes-esque film. Right. Which has Kevin J. O'Connor in him as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's also in Deep Rising. Have you guys ever seen either of those films, Van Helsing, Deep Rising? Great I've seen Van Helsing. Great bad yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's great at these like action adventure blockbuster type movies. Um, I wanted to mention, I should have mentioned this in the intro, but just in the past month, in uh, earlier in November, you know, we were watching uh, Spooktober movies, and I kept watching some spooky movies in November, mm-hmm. and I and I ended up watching, uh, like I said, The Mummy 2017, and I right. also watched The Wolfman starring Benicio del Toro. That's right. Uh, and I watched The Invitation, which is a dracula movie so i was like i'm really covering all my universal monster bases here and just doing yeah um and now i'm on this mummy so i just wanted to shout out monsters nice i'm just glad to be talking about a curse again after the jew awning that was going on i just get another curse to deal with well geez so many curses you're right yes and that's obviously the big blockbuster franchise we're on now but mike you bringing up juan and saying like you know yeah. like that was your horror thing we covered this spooktober now jacob you were watching a lot of stuff for spooktober you're watching yeah. somebody in particular do you know the first person who was tasked with developing this reboot of the mummy 
Yes. Uh, so, well, oh, there was what? a bunch of people attached going far back as the 80s, right? And actually, huh. George Romero, uh, for a long time, was attached to this project. Um, no both kidding. in the 80s, and I think he came back in, like, 94, and they were going to do it again. Um, is that who um, you were thinking The of? one I was thinking in particular, tied to you, the guy that we've talked about every Spooktober with your choices this season, Clive Barker, Clive Barker was, well, yes. was picked up to do uh, a draft of it. He turned it in, Mike. And he said he was not chosen because he made it too dark and sexual. What? Exactly no what you way. would expect from him. But yeah, well, when the they 80s, have an artifact uh, in the desert that you need to open, I'm like, wait a second. Well, <laughs> he's a pretty good guy for the job if you think yep, about yep. it. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. I was reading a little background about this. And um, yeah, George Romero was attached in 87, uh, ended up, you know, the project was abandoned for a while. Then Clive Barker came on in 98. 90, 91, like you said, they said it was too dark and sexual. Uh, yes. Exactly what you Not working, expect. not working, not working. And right. here's the thing. Steven <laughs> Somers comes in and he literally says, what's that? Excuse me. What was everybody else's pitch? Morons. This needs to be Indiana Jones for the modern age. And the executives yes. were like, hmm, <laughs> that sounds also, like a billion dollar idea. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. And even before he signed on. So like I said, George Romero, Clive Barker, another director attached to it at the at in the mid nineties, Joe Dante. So oh sure, Whoa, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. are you kidding? And me? that makes sense, Jacob, because if you think about it, Joe Dante uh, mm-hmm. leaves this where he's trying to make it like a pulpy action thing too is kind of his take as well. And he goes, okay, well I'll take that energy to the Phantom Small if you guys have ever seen that. Yeah. Well, yeah. he writes the Phantom, which is a pulp action comic mm, book movie, right. gets fired from that. And they use his script anyways. And he goes, wait, no, that was a parody movie. You guys shot that seriously? No. Wow, that was that's like in incredible. the wake of, uh, you know, Tim Burton's Batman. They took the yes. wrong lessons instead of being like, yes. we need more comic book movies. They're like, we need more like Dick Tracy and the Phantom and the Shadow. The Shadow. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Uh, very strange decisions. But yes. yeah, Steven, Steven Summers, <clears throat> um, you know, what? I think he does a good job here. It's a lot like I think the pirate movies like. This is a pre, yeah. pre comic book movies taking over all of the blockbuster industry. And, um, you know, blockbuster, like, you know, we said it before, and I hate to keep harping on it. We said it in the Pirates episode, but, like, you know, the, we used to make real movies, you know, in this country. Yeah. And, uh, wow. you know, now we have Movie Factory. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, so, some people tried to get creative here. And, we, you know, to, I'm going to compare this to Pirates a lot, a little bit, because of plot wise. And it has, like Colin was saying, the, the, Two dudes and a leading lady combo. You know, we've got a goofy yes. one and a more, you know, it's like the template. This will evolve into pirates eventually one day. Like this is starting something, right? I was really thinking watching this time, Mike, because like, <laughs> it's like they said, Jonathan, the drunk should be the lead. And then the two boring leads should be the romance. It's like they kind of flip it and then take right. the Rick O'Connell's fun energy and inject it into the drunk. And that's how you get Jack Sparrow. I was very much watching with that same lens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, that's thought that was interesting to draw that line. And again, they're cursed objects. We're trying to reverse a curse. Like it's, it's, it was giving me big pirate memories, but it's very similar. Know. And it's a period piece. It's, yes. you know, it's this big adventure and it really sets you in the time period and there's great atmosphere and that kind of thing. So you yeah, do have I, to, Give it up auteur style, though. Gore Verbinski does not write those pirate movies. Steven Somers wrote this film and mm. writes the sequel. I believe he's the only credited writer on both <laughs> the films. So that's pretty dope to me. That is yeah. pretty cool. Um, and basically and it saying, feels... like, 
Sorry. Oh, um, we, you know, it. saying we need a, a Indiana Jones type movie. Like we've been saying that, you know, we've got Uncharted, we've got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which we Perfect didn't like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to have movies like The Mummy, which were, you know, incredible. So, And it is a good Indiana Jones of that time. And like, yeah, even when they tried to do Indiana Jones again or with Uncharted, not as good as The Mummy 1999 was. And no. it also does feel like a little bit of throwback pulp, like transatlantic accent movie the dames and stuff like it has that yes. energy too with brendan fraser that's and why Rachel i love Weiss, that kind they of. made it a, a period piece which is kind of like what the 2017 why maybe that one is not very good because they're like yeah we're gonna do it in modern day we're gonna have like tom cruise like be this like you know rogue with a heart of gold and stuff and it's like nah, yeah give me brendan fraser Yep, with a little bit of old Hollywood trope of the, like, it happened one night, we do, do we get a long chemistry back and forth, yeah. and it's a little... Because the original came out in 1932, so I think there's some of that old Hollywood it's energy very in much script, like too. A, yeah, it's like Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart yes, could have been yes, yes, yeah, very That's much. what I was um, getting at. Yeah. Mercurial. Brendan Fraser, like, he's got that right mix of, like, action hero and comedy. Like, he, mm-hmm. his reactions in this are great. And I think that's what Harrison Ford does so well as Indiana Jones, his reactions to things. And yeah. I think Brendan Fraser has great reactions so, in this movie. That's a good point. Let's talk about him for a little bit. Like we yeah. said, it's his birthday, 55. Happy birthday, Happy Brenda. Birthday. Happy birthday. Um, he did George of the Jungle right before this. It's why he is so cut. He's, like, out of this mm-hmm. world in great shape, yes. which he obviously is in that jungle film as sort of a Tarzan pastiche. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Prior to that, he's really just kind of a soft romantic lead in a lot of things. Um, he was kind of not really up for this film because he hadn't done a lot of the stunts and actions and stuff. But he said, no, I, I did just recently in George of the Jungle okay, they cast him. But mm-hmm. sort of like Bruce Willis and Die Hard, they keep him out of the marketing because they don't want people to think it's like a silly, goofy movie. Yeah, oh, well, geez. that was my impression of him like as a kid is that, oh, he's like a comedic actor. Probably mostly he's my buddy. George of the Jungle, right. which he is you know, very funny <laughs> in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he can do action. He can do stunts. He can, yeah. he can but, but Jacob, he, he, I think... It's hard to separate that really the action films that he does are three mummy movies. Like other mm-hmm. than this, he does like Furry Vengeance, which is a kid's film. He does Monkey Bone, which is like a comedy. He does a yeah. lot of very goofy films is sort of what he uses blank check till until he gets to, I would say, that journey to the middle of the earth movie where he kind of does action again. Huh. Right. Another making an old movie again. Journey to the yeah. middle of the earth, right? And then, you know, kind of blacklisted from Hollywood for a while, unfortunately. Yeah, which sucked, of course. Due to some very bullshit, you know, reasons. But uh, we're glad that he's back now and crushing it. Mm -hmm. And now he has an Academy Award. Now, Rachel Wise was obviously the big Academy Award winner. It's the reason she didn't Mm. come back for the third film. Now Mm. we live in a world where it's like, no, 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 my friend. The Whale himself has an Academy Award. And that's That's fucking cool. Yeah. He's always been a likable actor. He's a big part of, I think you know, my childhood or late, you know, teenage years with these movies. And it's just cool to have him get some recognition. And uh, yeah, so good on you, Brendan. Congrats. He's great yeah. in this movie. And he's we Canadian, said, right? Maybe his best. I, I'm Dudley Do-Right is so Canadian, Mike. I would have to assume he is Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he I might be. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a Canadian guy. Yeah. Uh, no, Indianapolis. The, dang it. The, his parents the are Canadian. This movie okay. in general. Mm. Uh, great casting. I love the, you know. The leads are great. Rachel Wise is great. 
They're uh, all nobodies. None of these people were really like popping at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and who Um, plays Jonathan? Because he's great. Jonathan. Jonathan uh, Hyde is his name. Literally, just John John Hyde, I think. Hannah. John Hannah. That's what it is. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, But even the you know the supporting actors, I think, are great. Like obviously. Uh, Arnold v- Vosloo as Emotep is great. I love the mm-hmm. Benny actor like that. Like Benny Odin is such a great character. Good. He's just, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. He'll be in Resident Evil eventually. Um, but Benny, you know, as a character, I love because he's just like a complete piece of shit. And like, oh man, it's like throw me know. the rope, but for the whole movie, like, yes, fucking you over, backstabbing people. And just, like, <laughs> yeah. You know he's gonna die like horribly in the third act somehow, but like. And get his comeuppance, but yeah, yeah, they keep Kevin J. O'Connor. It. He plays yeah. the uh legionnaire assistant to Rick O'Connell's foreign legionnaire, you know, I guess, corporal yeah, or, Legion. or yeah. lieutenant, whatever the hell he is. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. J. O'Connor is so good in this role as Benny that my siblings and I growing up would call these types of characters Bennies. Like, we yeah. would wow. watch other movies and be like, oh, that guy's like a Benny, that's so cool. We That's a great Bennies, term. You know? I need to steal that. It's like patches and dark Ooh, souls. We should have Benny. more bennies. Yeah, yeah. We should have more bennies. I guess Man, like those should. two, uh, those two pirates and the Pirates of the Caribbean are like the bennies, maybe like the yeah, Raggedy and Pinchetti. <laughs> oh <maybe>. yeah, <laughs> and the, even just um, goodbye, Benny is like a three times called back to in this movie. You know, or uh, just he keeps coming back, and you like, kind of get yours, Benny. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Jake Johnson is them, yeah. the Benny and the Tom Cruise Jacob, kind but of, they do have yeah. an interesting, different thing with him that I I don't really like. Actually. He's totally wasted in that movie unfortunately yeah. jake johnson but uh yes only one of the many problems with that movie yes that you said you like <laughs> yes i love it um, yeah. yeah the cast uh, is really strong in this i think all the supporting like yeah it's, it's yeah good chemistry good yeah the guy that almost. comes with him like the warden that's gonna hang rick o'connell in the beginning uh oh, yeah. he's he's good like the three americans like all the supporting characters like are just really well I would argue the Americans casting is so perfect. I don't know who any of those guys are, but it's so important that those guys all kind of look like knockoff versions of Brendan Fraser because then he pops and blows them out of the water with his acting and star ability. It is pretty funny. Yeah, Yeah, they're like the most generic Americans ever shooting their guns. Truly. Truly. And then Jonathan's like classic Americans with their guns. They're still making those jokes. Yeah, very Bram Stoker's Dracula feel. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that story, but mm. sort of the way that they're sort of like hiding or protecting themselves away from a force. Why there's sort of like this cadre of uh, men who are like, "Well, I'm in this adventure for this," and they're sort of like getting picked off by this mysterious figure. I, I, yeah. I love that. I, lo- yeah. I love the race to the treasure kind of thing. It's uh, that's a classic. perfect screenwriting mode. Yeah. This is and Jacob, you brought up the screenplay of Pirates. This is another and it's unfortunate to keep calling out the movies around our time period of when we saw them because i know it sounds so much like nostalgia but this is a perfect screenplay yeah well yeah. that's what i think there are so many comparisons between curse of the black pearl specifically in this movie because they're just yeah like perfect blockbuster template movies like the kind that they just don't really make anymore it seems like like we go to the um city of the dead twice they go to the island of dead twice like yeah. for the climax it's like it is the same movie kind of it's got the same structure kind of. yeah 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 and they're racing to the treasure and all that but uh, it's yeah, the same script. issue you and i put out mike with the length a little bit where i'm like 
what is this about plagues are affecting the city? Like, let's get past this part. But like every time yeah. I watch this, I'm like, no, 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 I don't remember this part. Like, get the no, city no, no, part no, a little bit. <laughs> it's yeah. got a bit of a slow build to start, yeah. I think. Um, mm-hmm. You're kind of introducing, you know, these characters and like the sit- you know, the the time backstory of Emotep too. Oh. Yeah. Maybe last thing worth pointing out, and then maybe we start going through the plot here, but how do you guys think these special effects hold up? Now, Steven Mm. Somers' other pitch to get in and to (laughs) secure the job was, I want to go in on this new technology called CGI and do something you could never do before and make like a mummy that's like a creature. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, they look pretty good for the time period. Like for 1999, uh, you could do a lot worse for, you know, special effects. Yeah. And there, there's some shots that it's more obvious than others. I do think they leaned in a little too far. Like there's some shots where it's like a CG mummy hand. And it's like, you could have just put a green sleeve on a half a guy's arm, like a little bit more practical. Cause the practical yeah. like princess mummy that's chasing Rachel Wise, I think that looks great. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe some of the warriors could have been more practical. It's but other than that, practical when they're, when they're emo yes. is pretty good though. Yeah. yeah, the imitates good, and some of those worries are practical. I think I'm with Mike though. When they become a little Bugs Bunny with the jaws on the warriors, is when I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's uh, the scary I'm not part. Positive we needed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all um, the, but uh, you know, Imhotep looks pretty good. I, I think that the interesting thing to me is just that you know, Pirates 2003, four years later, I think effects improved a lot because I think yeah. the 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 cursed pirates look a lot better than. The CG in this, but four years mm-hmm. is a long time in that era because things were moving at such a fast pace for technology. Yeah. And we can't just say it doesn't look as good as Jurassic Park. That would be rude, but it's also true. And that no. was 1993, but that's a weird gold standard thing. Like, yeah, that is anomaly. true to point out, though. I was this is like prequels so era, you know, so you're talking yeah. about, you know, comparing it to like prequel, the Star Wars Like prequel. a Jar Jar. I would say <laughs> this looks better than some of the droids and attack of the clones though yeah yeah, yeah. but uh they're, they're so busy the prequels with with stuff yeah like there's so much stuff. you're right because yeah. these mm-hmm. this has some of the best sets i would argue yes. in, in any of the films we've ever covered and they are mm. practical so and we're yeah, doing fires really and explosions helps. yeah like bullet holes yeah. cool stuff going on practically yes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's awesome we have the ceiling caving in yeah all that stuff is really really cool here and star wars was on a green screen or blue screen. Yeah, I mean, there was yeah. just nothing. There's, There's nothing. just <laughs> nothing. And then Jurassic Park, they were just clever. The close-ups would be real, and the wide mm-hmm. shots would be the only CG stuff. So they would they're they were shooting it way smart. So right, and Spielberg you know. learned from Jaws, like less is more kind of thing. So yes, um, yeah. Jurassic but anyway, Park, obviously, an unimpeachable classic. So yeah, just, that. it's I can't believe that T Rex, but I can't also believe that we're going to get cursed by a mummy as we talk about the plot of this uh, right after this. <laughs> We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we have unearthed our episode on The Mummy 1999, here on Normies Like Us, like we said. Uh, Joe, stop, Jacob, don't <laughs> read from that book. Don't I'm going to read from that book, whatever <laughs> you do. Yep. Nope. The book of the, that's um, the book should. of the sun, right? Yeah. Book of the sun. Because you Lex... said it was in the Anubis statue. We got the right one. We can read it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's read it. Let's go through the plot of this film. 
Yeah. I mean, we so we, we open in ancient Egypt and we get kind of the backstory of Emotep and there was a forbidden love with the, you know, girl of uh, the Pharaoh. Anaxana Moon. Yes. Uh, who is the, yes, I guess the betrothed to the Pharaoh. Imhotep is a priest, a high priest. Some Something sort of, like that. Yeah. High priest so. in his court thing. and But, you know, they're having Magic an affair. Figure. And then they betray the Pharaoh and murder him, which is not good to do. No. And, uh, yeah. And as their punishment, no. they get caught and they get super cursed, basically. <laughs> They get mummified, as um, Jonathan Hannah will say later, he was very naughty, which is the reason that this is happening in a, in a great line. I mm-hmm. like this as the setup because Arnold Vosloo, who plays the mummy, like we said, really came into this and won this role because he was like, I'm going to play this like we are Romeo and Juliet. And we mm-hmm. are in love and we are being robbed of that. And I am the hero of this story. And I think it really does come across. And again, I think it's because of the strength of the writing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. And he is just with a stare, too, because there's not a lot of talking. He just sells kind of this. Um, I, he does not elegance. speak in English in this film, I don't believe. Correct. Yep. He, he is he only subtitled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the Egyptian. And yeah, it's a, the set's beautiful, like the makeup, like the gold on on. You know, that actress and stuff. It's it's a great little scene, but it, you know, sets the tone. I like it. Good little vignette. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's looking but, suave. Yeah. Yep. And then we, what, we're in uh, modern day. We're now looking for, you know, people are looking for the city and kind of go for Yeah, there. the 1920s. City of the Dead. Um, it's the foreign legionnaires, like we said. There's an expedition. Um, they're fighting off the Magi, which we're going to learn later, which are these, you know, this protective culture who are keeping people away. They are sort of the bodyguards that the Pharaoh mm-hmm. left behind, you know, sort of the descendants of that to keep punishing Imhotep. Uh, and we meet the head legionnaire. His name is Rick O'Connell. And he's a guy who doesn't weigh 900 pounds. He still has all his hair. Mm-hmm. He's basically yeah, the sexiest great. human being alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's looking um, great. He's getting Bennied right away, too. Don't you close that <laughs> yes. door, Benny? It's like they're setting it up, again, Benny. very efficient first Benny. act to establish. I love when he's like, yeah, he's like, you just got promoted. And then he's like, actually, I'm I'm going to run away, too, because I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very funny stuff. Um, Don't close that door. Don't yeah. close and that then door, we Benny. See some, uh, we see him being an action hero, and he's just, you know, fucking shooting people everywhere. Yep. It's a great costume with the two cross-draw pistol holsters, little yep. vest thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good look. Yeah. Um uh and then you know we, he sees some some uh supernatural stuff, right? And then we cut to He's a little dirt devil. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um we cut to Evie, our our second lead character, I guess, uh played by 3 Rachel years Wise. later. He he gets mm. captured and we leave it at that. That's right. 3 years later we cut away. Right. Mhm. Uh and Evie who's working at this in this library in Egypt and is a sort of an Egyptologist. Uh, Maybe the Museum of Cairo. Perhaps or something. I think right could be. Could I mean, be. that degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, this again, we're doing great character intros with these scripts. Like we're maybe five, ten, or like ten minutes in or something. And you know, she loves Egypt. We get it. But she's like charming. But this scene of the bookshelves falling around her, and it's a one yeah. take, like three sixty pan back to her close up. I'm like, you would have had to reset all those books. Like the effort that's going into some of these gags, I just want right. to appreciate. So she knocks over all the bookshelves on accident. 
it's you know, clumsy. It's great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's great writing, Mike. And it's a great performance by Rachel Wise, mainly because it's sort of built around this premise of she's listless. She wants more. You know, she feels restless in her life. You know, she thinks she wants adventure. She thinks that will lead to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, and subtextually, there's this sort of underlying current of she's a woman. Maybe she's not allowed to have adventures or, you know, grander purpose or, you mm-hmm. know, more outgoing uh, ways. And I would say a film, I don't know if you guys saw Jungle Cruise, where Emily Blunt is essentially playing the exact same character mm. who just very much says every 10 seconds, you're not letting me do this because I'm a woman, is not good writing. You know, this right, is this right. is much stronger, uh, and not just because of it being subtle, but just because it, it feels so much more purposeful, right? Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some like class themes in this too, where you have yes, for sure. her and her yeah. brother who are these posh British, uh, yes. you know, probably pretty well wealthy people. And then you have Rick O'Connell, this dirty, grungy American low life kind of guy. Right, right, right. Up well, obviously, but uh, we also have um, um, yeah. similar to pirates. Uh, we'll just say big colonizer energy happening. Like (laughs) another theme that are, uh, yeah, not a lot of people of color in a film called the mummy. Yes. I would. Yeah. That's happening. It's a, it's a, I'm not positive what his background is either. I'm not positive. It's Egyptian in any sort of way. Right. I believe it might be Armenian. Well, that's uh, John Reese Davies uh, throwback, you know, there's some racial caricatures of some of these side characters that are maybe not great. Make you a little uncomfortable, but yeah. uh, Yeah. But like yeah. pirates is like the imaginary world of pirate that doesn't exist, and this is like the imaginary <laughs> world of Rick O'Connell mummy universe, right? Right. Big colonizer energy. I'm so excited for us to do Lone Ranger and finish out our colonizer <laughs> yes. trilogy. Oh, <laughs> the colonizer three. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, don't colonize uh, people. It's bad. But uh, no, yeah, so please. We have our British and American leads in in Egypt, you know, as we want to do. Um, yes. And so there's Rick um, knows where that. Rick. So someone's going to get hanged in the beginning of this movie. Someone's right. got to save him, you know. So well, movie. she uncovers information that yes, they they need to go on this adventure to uh, find this lost city. Right. Well, I, we know someone who could do this. They go to the slave auction. Now we meet Brendan Fraser. Uh, it's been three years, like we said. He's been imprisoned. His hair has grown out. He has this tremendous beard. Now, mm-hmm. guys, this is injury one. That will essentially lead him to becoming the Brennan Fraser he is now, which is sort of like a very crippled, sort of like fused person. Yeah. Post uh, George of the Jungle, like we said, wasn't doing stunts. So he jumps on this, wanting to be the guy who's like, I'm going to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, have you guys seen uh, Looney Tunes Back in Action, a Joe Dante film? I have not. Probably not for a long time. He plays a stunt yeah. double in that movie who is Brendan Fraser's stunt double and calls out that he was the guy really doing all the stunts in oh. The Mummy. That asshole who hurt himself, he's just lying. Now, what wow. he's referring to is this scene here. He hurts a vertebrae in his neck in this hanging scene for real Jesus. and almost dies while shooting this sequence. I was wow. thinking, watch, like, how did they do that? And then they push into his face. It's like, it's definitely him in one shot. And I thought it's so dangerous looking. I, th- I thought that too. And it sucks that he got hurt for, for real. That's tragic. Yeah, you shouldn't hang people. I, don't I just I, don't I was thinking, think how do you should ever off? do their own stunts? I, I like, Except what Tom is Cruise. the point? You hear these things where these people do this stuff and like, it's, it's Toby who hurt his back doing Spider-Man, right? Like it's, you hear these people who like 
do this stuff all day, 14 hour days, get hurt. And then are like, well, I'm never going to act again. And you're like, oh my God, why did you do that? It just depends, I guess, on risk reward. Like, like, is it worth potentially dying? Like, or like with, for with Tom Keanu Reeves, Cruise, it it's is. like, yeah, Keanu Reeves, it's like, I have a body skill I would like to show off. Like my, yeah, right. But as opposed to like, yeah, just do the stunt for what? Bragging rights? Like, no, well, we, like, we need to I, be safe. I like Depending. actors to do as many stunts as they can, just because when you use stunt double and stuff, you have to cut away or you have to be clever about how you show them. And you can do when the actor is doing not all their stunts, but at least enough that you can like show their face and stuff. Sometimes like it's a lot easier to, uh, yeah. so all actors should have twin siblings who are their stunt doubles. I agree yes. with you, Jacob. Yes, that's they are cloned. It's like the island. They their only it's purpose like, yeah. <laughs> is to be a stunt. You will die in this movie explosion. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, um, but that that shot was crazy. You know, so he he knows where to the hit city of the dead is. So he's trying to get Rachel Wise to get him out of there. But yeah, when that, that I still don't know how they did it. But um, plot moving forward, he she he does you know him. wager you know. Cut him down. Yeah, she and barters now, with that dude, and then uh, for like twenty five percent of the treasure, a little thirty, yeah. twenty five, he goes down on accident. You know, a little joke there. Um, she says to herself, to "I'm not even going to have to worry about this. You're going to be full of scarabs in thirty <laughs> minutes." Mm-hmm. Right. Foreshadowing. Um, and then they, you know, head out on this boat, and that's where our adventure kind of begins. Uh, we meet the Americans, Another like boat. I said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> And uh, I'm enjoying the character building here, right? We're getting to know these characters. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel Wise is the, does the whole, he's he's scruffy, nerf herder. I don't like him at all. And then shows up and he's all handsome. Whoa. Seeing stars. Yeah. Now he's action yeah. hero, movie man, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So the boat sequence, we're learning sort of our key players. Um, other people are also getting gunning for this treasure. We're meeting kind of the rival faction. Benny, uh, Benny, son of a Benny, you're here. Yeah, they have too. their own tour guide in Benny. They have their own smart guy in the the dad the from Jumanji. Guy. Yeah, the yeah. Egyptologist who will like read their book. And then they're like we said, a cadre of rednecks. You're like, yeah, these are uh, this is perfect. Yeah. Yep. yep. They bet Rick O'Connell, oh, 500 bucks if you can get to the yeah. before Treasure we do. Before we do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and um, they keep saying, all oh, these Americans, no offense to Rick O'Connell. And I think that's funny. He's like, none taken. Like, I know I know you get it. You don't yeah. like Americans. No, none taken. That's why I thought he was right. Canadian. I thought it was extra funny that, like, mm. he's not even really American. <laughs> but anyway. The Magi attack again, right? He blasts a couple of them away. Uh, yeah, they, they sneak up with their little ships and climb aboard and... Yeah, we get a cool action scene. Uh, they they want to yeah. get the map and the key. Um, Jonathan had the key that he stole from Rick O'Connell or got from somebody at some point. So they have the key, they have the map, and yes, then yes. that's what they're coming to get to keep people away. Right. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a big fight on the boat. Practical the effects. Boat gets sets on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks incredible. They all the the fire ships. is yeah. 100% Rick O'Connell's fault because he shot that lantern. The first lantern that fell, that's his fault. That was a bad Yeah, thing. it was well, planned. We save I guess. <laughs> yeah. It you ended up working out, I guess. should be careful on like wooden boats and stuff having lanterns. Yeah, but I love but, the, the you know, practical effects here. There's fire. We're getting, you know, explosions, bullet stuff, like little sight gags where Rachel Weiss has to pull them out of the way. Like, I, I love all this stuff. It's, it's charming. Yeah, she's Bye proving her own. They're mm-hmm. bonding. Uh, we get yeah. to the next day, which this is where they do their little camel race, right, to get to the city. 
You're on the wrong yes. side of the river, uh, Benny. Yeah, Benny. You're on the wrong the side horses. of the river. Yeah. yeah, we have all the camels yeah, or horses. Yeah. They have horses and, and a camel. They got I love camel. this. Camels. Um, yeah, and then we get some nice scenes of them on camels. We get some nice sunsets and stuff. Uh, sweeping of Arabia. shots. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mission Impossible, uh, Dead John Reckoning, or whatever yeah. one was. Yeah, yeah, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah. of these films this year that have ripped this off. Classics. Uh, <laughs> yep. right. And we get the introduction to the city as they get there in this super cool, you know, it's a mirage, or like you can only see it from what, like a certain angle or something, yeah, right? At a certain time. Of yeah, kind of like the like the Indiana Jones, the staff, right? The sunshine. Yes. The yeah, yeah. And then the, the Hobbit, the keyhole will be shown when the thrush knocks in the right. first light, yes. kind of thing. I love this stuff, you know. So classic. We get into the city, and then we're like, that basically both parties are exploring in separate directions. Yeah, for right? how. Yes, but for how against each other they are and how much they're going to keep pulling their guns on each other, Mike, it really is they keep just arriving at these places and going like, all right, well, you take that side, we'll take this side. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really do like right. cohabitating. Yeah, yeah they're they like, yeah, go for it. Well, they, um, they has all the treasure and all of Egypt's history supposedly hidden down there. Yes. So there's enough to go around, but whoever discovers it first gets all the credit, I suppose, which is also maybe what Rachel Weiss. Uh, and do people, because obviously it was a big deal when Tutankhamun was found, I believe, in our lifetime, right? Like in the 90s, right? Um, do people still find pharaohs and tombs and stuff? I guess they are still out there, right? I thought they found Tutankhamun in like the 50s or something. That's what oh, I thought. Really? But <laughs> well, that's, I'm, I'm a vampire. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't tell you that. I was there. I remember. Guys, but, yeah. it was 1922. Uh, okay, yes, I do so recall. It was like this time. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I guess that's what this is riffing on. Yeah. Well, basically. I think that's the thing, too, is it's like, I'm saying, I, I don't know if they still find tombs and stuff like this. Back then, you know, Britain and stuff would just go and try to get treasure, yeah. get treasure for their museums, you know, but well, now I don't think we right. do that as much. That's the ironic thing about, like, uh, Indiana Jones is, like, he's always saying, like, it belongs in a museum. Well, really, it doesn't belong. Maybe in, in the country that it originated museum. from. <laughs> Yeah, I deserve yeah. to rob these people. <laughs> right. Like, well, wait, what did yeah. you say? <laughs> British Again. Empire. Yeah, so it's a, um, a weird year old man is waving that handgun around <laughs> in that whip. Honestly, yeah, Emotep is the victim here. This, yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a cautionary tale. Do not go grave robbing. Don't go, yeah, don't go opening things where there might be a curse. I mean, no. classic mistake. In hindsight, the video game title Tomb Raider isn't really a great... <laughs> It's not a pro-positive mm, thing. You know what? Laura Croft is guilty. You're right, Mike. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. But I hope we don't do that now, you know? Um, but I'm sure it's, like, slower with the archaeological it's, stuff, you know, for I don't know. They find that the world has been discovered now that it's, like... They the find that pyramid in Antarctica and AVP. Mm. I think we're going to find one like that, guys. A hidden, a hidden pyramid somewhere. Probably a hollow earth. Right. If they do, I just King Kong's probably King Kong. running around one of them right now. So I I will not open anything suspicious if they do find it. That's for sure. If even if the book was called the Book of Life and it wasn't that somebody swapped them and I was really reading from the Book of Death, I would not mm-hmm. read from a book called the Book of Life if I found it in a spooky tomb. <laughs> No. Yeah, it's like we said with the the Juan episodes. Don't mess with supernatural things that you cannot yeah, stop. Right. I just in case be reading out loud like an incantation that seems like no. you're just asking that's evil dead rules you <laughs> that's do not true. just yeah. like start reading stuff you find it's like that's just it's game over dog 
Just, yeah, re- don't read it out loud. That's a good point, Jacob. Just read yes. it to yourself and write down the yes. translation for other people to know. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, but so, yeah, traps yeah, started we're, happening. We're excavating where, you know, they're looking for the Book of the Dead, like you said. Um, the American side, they find something and they're going to crack it open. And the guy's like, no, 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 you should have, you know, the workers do the that. And then do they, get, yeah. they get uh, misted and get messed burn up. up. And they find the book and the the cantropy jars, right? Is that correct? Yes. Some jars. Uh, yeah. And the book of the dead. And, the and then Rachel the has cantropic the jars. We've talked about this before. You guys love Egyptian stuff, right? This was my number one interest when I was a kid was spooky Egyptian mm. shit. I yeah, I had a hieroglyphic a little Egypt workbook and stuff. Head. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I liked it. Dinosaurs are, are better than... Like if you were at a museum, would you go to the Jurassic dinosaur Park. exhibit first or the the Egypt exhibit first? I don't know. A, a T Rex wrapped like a mummy. That, oh my god! That might be the thing that beats it. I don't <laughs> dinosaur know. mummies. Yeah. That would be crazy. Um, yeah. My so Fox they're... Kids TV show I pitched in 1991: <laughs> Dinosaur mummies. <laughs> I would be mummies. a billionaire. <laughs> Well, they had that like Ninja Turtles ripoff, like Mummies Alive or whatever. Oh, oh absolutely. Like, I remember mummies. mummies Alive. And did well, you guys watch the animated show of this franchise? Not, there was, that's there right. was a Mummy series. Yeah. A couple when episodes. I was yeah. For this, uh, which is available, of course, I watched on the Roku channel. Uh, I watched this movie for free with ads, of course, but I love it. Hey, shout Roku out to Jacob channel. who <laughs> gave us that heads up because I for sure was pissed as well and was shocked that I don't have these on Blu ray, but then was like, oh shit, here's the mummy. Thank you. Yes, yeah, no, that I was great. Have... And no commercials. You didn't... Oh, I had commercials. I got commercials. Uh, I see. Well, I, I got know, lucky. Uh, how that works. But I could have gone on the high seas, you know, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow style, but I, I wanted to watch dun, on my dun, big dun, TV. Dun, dun. I didn't want to worry about do, hooking that up and everything. So I was like, yeah, Roku channel. But I, while I was looking for it, I did find you can watch the animated series, The Mummy, on like Amazon or something. And I was like, what is this? I've never even heard of that. But uh, that that's the next long yeah. watch. I'll just do the like whole the Jackie thing. Chan. Yeah. Do you ever watch the Adventures. Jackie Chan adventures? Oh, all of them. How, absolutely. Yeah, I watched all of these. Incredible I'm pretty show. sure I watched Mummies Alive too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Speaking oh, of this actors sucks. doing their own stunts, you know, <laughs> and then getting a cartoon. Yeah. Jackie yep. Chan, one of those actors. Um, we get the book. But, Rachel Weiss ends up stealing it. Dude's sleeping and she cracks it open with the key. Reading from, well, yes. Jack says, don't, maybe don't read from the book. She reads from the book. Because on their side, they find the they find Imhotep's body, right? That is what they yes. have discovered in their yeah, part. They find those the dark, oh, yes. See, yeah, they're like, he's still juicy because we find... He's you know, he juicy. That's, they do <laughs> yeah. say that. Um, because he was put into this uh, sarcophagus alive, and mm-hmm. these flesh-eating beetles would just slowly eat him to death. And that's how he died, basically. It's the yeah. worst torture that the ancient Egyptians could have thought of. Tongue removed, mm-hmm. eye removed. I guess brain removed is that is yeah. brain in one of those charts too? I think that is what happens when you get mummified. But well, yeah. he's alive. The, they put him in alive though, so I think he still had his brain. He had his brain, yeah. stuff, but um, in a, a typical mummy, yeah, you would pull. They the brain toss him with a beetle salad. Yeah, yeah. His lover got the full treatment though. Yes, so yeah, have, she got mummified. Uh, our he friend, got the the warden, is. She finds these scarabs, right? And he's like, Oh, free, you know, these look Blue like gold. They're worth something, right? Yeah. Thick. Yeah. Starts Blue peeling gold, them off. Yeah. 
And then we get our, our scarab, which goes into his skin. Now, did this freak you guys out when you were a kid? Because it freaked so me much. out a lot. Yes. This was the yeah. this was maybe one of the reasons my dad was like, you can't see that in theaters. Because I think he saw it prior and was like, no, you and your brother aren't going to be able to handle this one part. Yeah. So very that was very scary, scary idea. Like a bug crawling inside your skin and like mm-hmm. moving around. Mm-hmm. Like, no mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. The CG, it it's really makes your skin crawl, literally. Um, <laughs> And the yes. CG is a little bit doesn't hold up now, but back then it was really scary. Yeah. So, yeah. So people are being greedy and being punished. And yeah. Yeah. And then he yeah. basically just runs into a wall and bashes his brains and dies. And you're like, and you're like oh. Damn. Yeah. They, I don't like how they kept calling him smelly, too. They're like, our smelly yeah. friend. Your smelly yeah. friend. Yeah. He had good taste. Um, yeah. That was reductive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, reading so from the book, it reanimates Emotep because they thought yes, it was the it book of life. Up, and, and now, now the, the it's four, the three Americans and the, their Egyptologists are cursed because they took those jars or whatever. Yep. And so mm-hmm. they're going to die because he's going to suck all the life out of them. And we get, um, so our first, the American with the glasses, right? He drops his glasses. Oh, mm-hmm. My glasses. My glasses. He <laughs> full on Velma's. He mm-hmm. is, wow. is brawny, you know, hunk. It's just like is completely useless without his glasses. <laughs> yeah. For me as a, a glasses wearer is very funny. Like I have probably the worst vision. Like I have the, a stronger prescription than like pretty much anyone I know. And I, than me, I, I think, can still yeah. see without my glasses. Like, I, it's not like you're blind without. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> I, You'd, it, not that you'd be able to navigate out of a foreign pyramid, Jacob, but I would have the confidence that you wouldn't be down on all fours, like crying if your glasses yeah. fell yeah. off. Like you can oh, see in man. front of you, like you can see if there's like a wall. Yeah. Like I, I can still see shapes. I just they're just kind of fuzzy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You could navigate a little bit, but who knows? But I think maybe it's his very prescription funny was super that, strong. <laughs> yeah, but it's very funny. His his glasses get broken, um, and then you know the mummy gets him. And takes his eyes, which I think is very funny to take a guy with bad eyes. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, he's only need glasses. Glasses. That's right. I've made a terrible mistake. These kind of suck. Yeah, I wonder if he (laughs) trades with one of the other guys he attacks later. It's like actually, while I'm here, (laughs) maybe that's why he's defeated because he just can't see very clearly. (laughs) He's like, wait, what am I fighting? Yeah, everything's blurry. So I just thought that was funny. Like they took the guy with bad eyes. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that happens. Uh, I believe this is where he befriends Benny as well, right? So in the in the chaos of people getting shuffled around, Benny is like, you know what? Yoink, yoink, yoink. I'm going to grab this some stuff up here. Scene. Oh, shit. I mean, this is, again, the scene to the movie of me. I know I'm saying every scene with <laughs> Benny is like the yeah. scene of yeah. the movie. But, when he has but all those the different... thing is a kid. When yeah. he pulls up the different medallions, Jacob, of each religion, and he yes. says a little Muslim prayer... He says, you know, a little bit of Christianity. Says, Buddhist Buddhism. one. <laughs> maybe, this, maybe this Egyptian mummy is Buddhist. We I, don't know. Finally, he brings out, you know, a little Shabbat Shalom. He brings out the Star of David. Hebrew, and yeah. for the mummy to say, yeah. ah, the, the symbol of, of the slaves. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that makes sense, right? The, the it Jews does. were the slaves of the Egyptians. It does. It is mm-hmm. so much me yeah. sitting in... Um, I don't know what you guys called it, but after school Bible school where, you know, you would sit and just like learn mm. all this stuff of like Moses, you know, and Noah and Moses and, you know, all. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Where you just be like, oh, shit, of course, 
Uh, and he basically enlists Benny to be his little cohort for this. We know Benny's greedy. Uh, he's going to mm-hmm. be rewarded for this, but taking on this kind of deal with the devil, uh, I fucking love this. Yeah, and then he's like, you know, he's trying to maneuver people to benefit Emotep, and it's like, oh, Benny, Benny, come on. <laughs> Benny, it's not going to work, funny man. about him is, like, he is, like, a total piece of shit, but he's, like, pretty competent in that he knows, like, all those different languages and can, like, talk himself out of situations and stuff. Like, he's... He's always like trying to get the upper hand and like he'll backstab anyone at a moment's notice. But uh, chaos yes. is a ladder, yeah. dude. Yeah, <laughs> chaos is a ladder. <laughs> and it, you, um, you're going to get yours, Benny. I've, I've never heard that before. He says, you know, like he has been doing this for a while and getting away with it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, chaos is a ladder. The script is chaos personified because, of course, every five minutes the Medjai do just attack out of nowhere. That is what we get now while all that stuff is happening in the pyramid and post-Evie reading the book. Mm-hmm. She gets a little drunk, sitting by the fire. She has maybe my favorite line again in this movie where she says, I'm a librarian and I'm drunk and I'm going to kiss you. And she goes in to kiss Rick and I was like, this is the hottest movie that's ever existed. But then, no, Medjai attack, chaos. Yes. Right. And then they're like, all right, we're going to stop killing you now. Just leave. It was like, okay, yeah. weird flex. Okay. <laughs> I guess also, we're done. I mean, Rick we'll O'Connell one blasts a bunch of those guys. And so then... Evie takes a shotgun and <laughs> yeah. truly two centimeters away from the guy's head destroys him. <laughs> this is, I guess, a PG-13 movie. I'm, I'm not or yeah. PG. It's, it's like an action right. adventure. It's not a kid's movie, but it is like maybe silly enough that it's kind of geared towards kids. Jonathan swills from his whiskey bottle with pistols, shoots Magi, kills them. Our heroes are killing the bad guys. They are dying by bullets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. their leader is just like cool with them later because uh, right. Yeah, they killed respect. like thirty of them. <laughs> One guy yeah. caught on fire. Yes. <laughs> like that was crazy. Yeah, that's pretty, right. Yeah, yeah. There is some but violence. Really, they're just here, trying yeah. to stop. Uh, I mean, they're just trying to stop Imhotep from being brought back to life. So, but really, just they tell us that guys. they blew it. These, just these tell us that colonizers coming in and like ruining things. Hey, there's really this guy exactly. in there, Mike. You're not going to want to deal with him. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, then, yeah. but again, they would probably in hubris be like, "No, nah, we're going to go anyway." But you know, yeah. they should have been like, "Hey, guys, don't don't mess around in there." Maybe. <laughs> well, I think their only response back <laughs> would be like, them. "But what about the treasure?" And then I think if you say that, I'm like, "Well, then you guys are the villains. <laughs> You're well, just I like want robbing treasure. this place." Yeah, they, that's true. Like, totally are the villains because like they do say like oh if you stay here you'll die and they don't explain it very well but they mean like the mummy is going to like kill you guys basically yeah um, so they're trying the- to warn them while also fighting them but they're like we're uh, we'll let you go like you should leave like tomorrow though um but they don't of course yeah. nope and i think that's yeah then now the mummy's on on the loose unchained so they really did go in for greed caused a huge problem that could end the world and then had to solve it. Like they, they created the mess. Rick started the fight. And that's kind of my issue with the world ending stakes that it adds with the plagues affecting Egypt, because Mm -hmm. if it stayed with the slasher movie aesthetic that it kind of becomes where it's like, you keep cutting to these other people who are like, I'm the guy with no eyes, but like life's still pretty good. (laughs) When they're like, yeah, he's just like getting picked off. That's yeah. cool. all the people who were cursed. Yeah. Yes. Like, and that is, it's the whole thing of like, you did something wrong. You need to pay off it. It's like the ring or Juwan, like yeah. we yeah. talked about, but instead it kind of it makes this big action movie of being like, and they have to save the world too. And you're like, nah, yeah. you know, well, and obviously that's if you we let these, uh, get that city scene, 
ancient mummies yep. come back to life, they're going to probably try to take over the world. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I think he just wants to date his girlfriend. Like, if I was yeah. him, I would be saying this in Egyptian so no one would understand it. I'd be like, I am here for a nuk on a nuk sana moon. And they'd be like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> right. right. It is like interesting, it. like the parallels, sorry, to the 2017 uh, version where they gender flip, where basically mm-hmm. Sophia Butella is the Emotep character, but she's like a female version, and then she's trying mm-hmm. to resurrect her her boyfriend, basically. Mm. Uh, hmm. Which is Tom Cruise is going to be like the human sacrifice to bring back her boyfriend. So it's right. just this scenario, gender flipped, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting. Which they kind of do at the end of this. That's kind of why he takes Evie at the end, right? To sacrifice yeah. her. To, yeah. So yeah. She's, yeah, she's going to be sacrificed to bring back yeah. a Nux. Which that's Dracula, like, oh, my bride. Like, you're, yes, 100. My wife from 5,000 years ago. Oh, God, you're back. Yeah. Um, Would you stay with your girlfriend, Mike, if when you opened hmm. the door one time she was being kissed by a man with no mouth? <laughs> uh, you know, as long as it, it wasn't, she wasn't consenting to it. If she wasn't down okay. and it was, wasn't <laughs> she cheating, was willing, she was cheating on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if she was a worm and that happened, probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they're back at like their hotel, right? And, um, we can't leave till the uh, next day. Yeah. Benny is now working for Emotep, of course. So they show up, uh, talking to the blind guy now, suck him dry, you know, and they're like, oh shit. My financier would like to speak with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's walk, he puts him right into the lion's den, you know, Benny's doing all this. And slowly, yeah. like Colin said, the slasher is happening. Like each of these cowboy American guys is slowly getting drained. He's getting his power the back. The guy who loses his tongue, guys. Yeah, and his I, eyes. I don't know. I don't want Emotep sucking any of me, but like, <laughs> if you're going to do it, like, don't take my tongue. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, it's so humiliating because he knocks over his teacup and Benny's just like, mm, it's so, it's so yeah, bad. Benny's, Benny's being so good in that scene, but <laughs> yeah, by being extra such mean. a piece of shit. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, Benny, I'm going to be so excited to watch you die in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, does yeah. exactly what it's supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> we also meet this uh, old British pilot character who will be important in a little bit uh, mm-hmm. at the bar. Right. And, uh, yeah, and then they're trying to escape. Um, we kind of find out that they that Emotep wants to take Rachel Wise back to yep, the city of the dead so that he can resurrect his his girlfriend. Luckily, Evie has a cat. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, he's scared, scared of, cats. of cats, of course. Which um, is very funny. Guardians of the dead the, and the litter boxes. But if <laughs> I'm, that's if I'm not mistaken, like in ancient Egypt, like cats were seen as like holy animal, like royalty, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. So As I guess they a, should an evil be. Egyptian person. Would be were they the all the naked ones, or were they just like cat cats? I'm not I sure. Think they just had regular cats too. Oh, okay. too. I wasn't there. Um, <laughs> but they they say they're the guardians of the afterlife. From I don't know why he's scared of a cat, but he I don't is. Know if that's but, accurate though. But no, yeah. but I like when Rick O'Connell shows up later. He's like, "Look what I have," and he just holds up a cat. Yeah, that is <laughs> a masterful moment. And I will yeah. say, because Mike, again, you have to imagine, because in that scene, he's acting against like a, a big CGI monk, mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, Brendan Fraser is one of our best green screen reactors, mm-hmm. considering yes. this is early CGI. He's a guy who you can imagine just telling them like, hey, this tennis ball is a twister with a face. And he's like, OK, I got it. And he does a very yeah. good job portraying that. Yeah. No, like I said, he has great reactions. To this, Like the moment where he 
those three guards are going at him and he's like, ah, and then they the go, scream ah, just, moment. <laughs> I mean, that's the moment a movie star is born. I would argue. Yeah. Jacob. That is, that Absolutely. is when, if you're in an audience watching that, you're like, this guy should be in movies for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, that, and then Captain Marvel did that. Yes. That's Mike. That's yeah. such a weird, that is it. That must be an homage. It has to be. Right. Ah! A, it's a trope. Yeah. It's a Rick yeah. O'Connell. Interesting. <laughs> But he is um, very Indiana Jones here with the reactions. And I like when um, Evie's like, oh, patience is a virtue. And he's like, not right now, it isn't. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> a lot Indiana of Jones. those good lines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah. So they're got it. Now Elantep's powered up. He's taking Evie. And they're getting chased out of the city. One of the American guys they're... falls off the car. And the it's like a D&D yes. module, like call to the, you know, lizard lord or whatever and like, well suddenly there's a zombie virus yeah so that's, that's there's strange. again things are the scaling again it, it just seems like everything's getting too big for me but i do like that they are like i don't know let's put fucking everything in this movie like who fucking cares well i do like that he's like it, it makes sense that he's like calling plagues like it's like okay damn yeah asteroids yeah. fucking yeah. blood and frogs flies and turns the water. It's like, like it, yeah. it's all again i said bible school like literally you just imagine steven summers being like if i'm making one of these movies like i'm putting all this fucking shit in because it's like yeah, it's, it's like what people expect it's like and it's we're gonna great. do cg it makes sense too we're yeah. just gonna go crazy with it so yes. things are escalating like an army of zombie slaves right mm-hmm. um the, the museum curator guy gets uh, eaten here or or killed or whatever. He uh, had well. revealed he was one of the Medjai the whole time. Maybe That's yeah. right. Whatever. That's why he was discouraging <laughs> Evie from going on this adventure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and then he was he had the book and Rachel Wise. <sighs> He's not a wise thing to do. People, I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but our heroes get away. Yes. And there's only one thing they can do to get Evie back. And now Jacob that. Drunk pilot you mentioned earlier. Hmm. Mm-hmm. They they might need his assistance. Yes. They're like, uh, he's like, is it is it dangerous? They say, yeah, you probably will die doing this. And then about five minutes later, he dies. Yes. <laughs> but this he was is talking a guy about how he truly could you die. imagine was in Lawrence of Arabia. Like, this is right. a guy where they're like, well, yeah, like five years ago, he was like killing most of the people who are like serving him at a bar now. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and he just wants another adventure, which is sort of a recurring motif of this film of like yearning, you know, for, yeah. for adventure. He's like an old alcoholic pilot. And he's he's, like, he said after the lot. great war. So it's like, he was a world war one yeah. pilot. All of his friends died. Yeah. And he's like, I wish I could have gone out in a blaze of glory. It's like, well, guess what, buddy? Yes. I think you got your like chance. How they're like, yeah, everyone else we've run into has died, so you're probably going to die, and then he mm-hmm. does die. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, but he loves it. very heroic, uh, you know, yeah. plane flight before that. He has the so. best ending. Yeah, he does. I don't know if you guys remember in the next. Oh, you said you didn't see the third one, Jacob, but in the next mm-hmm. two Mummy movies, they do stop down to take a beat, and every time Rick O'Connell introduces a new guy, who's like, "This is Steve the pilot," or "This is like Doug the." dirigible driver and you're like yeah. oh and it's literally this trope <laughs> in all three of these movies, oh, really? which really sucks yeah. wow i didn't know they probably gonna i die. didn't even think about that yeah. interesting but we're on a oh, race one of them is uh favorite. sir davos it's uh it's oh. uh liam cunningham nice liam nice cunningham. nice i think that might be Great the tomb actor. of the dragon ever <laughs> unfortunately i need to watch that one yeah 
Yeah. Which does have Yetis. I'm going to say that as well. <laughs> I think I will say I do. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll save it. The sequel to this, Mom Returns, I do like it. I think is from my memory. I it's got a family vibe to it with the kid. And yes, it, yeah. it it blew me away so much as being the first one of these that I got to see in theaters that I remember leaving so satisfied. I've returned to it a couple times in the past few years, and with each viewing, liked it less and less. So I almost have to like use it as like a reserve now at this point, where it's like, don't don't overload on that. Yeah, that yeah. away. I, I we'll haven't do seen that it in one years. Day on this yeah, maybe on one this day. Podcast. But yeah. for now, yeah, the we're returning to the pyramid to try to save Evie, you know, and yes. stop the curse. So, because um, we have we learned the, the crash, books were we switched. get the big special effect. Yep. This is maybe the big special effect of the yeah. movie, the sandstorm. Right. Yeah, and it's cool. Darude. And it's like it's on the poster too. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, that's got to go in this <laughs> now. <laughs> that's the final. I was break. like, "Are you sure you can drive through this?" <laughs> <laughs> Dang, <laughs> gotta make that edit. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Um, but he does. He, he gets us. He gets our heroes through. Then they crash land. He dies. The shit. The plane sinks into quicksand. Uh, yeah. Also, even if yeah. I'm an old man and I go on this adventure with you, and you told me I'm gonna die. Don't just leave me to get sucked up into the earth. Like you have to pull my body out after we crash. You can't just yeah. pan over and be like, "We did it, Colin." Colin? Oh, uh, no! You look so peaceful. That's like death, bury me and not there. <laughs> don't bury me in the sand. I don't think they. You're next time, to the though, kings. Like, Doesn't hey, get it me out of there. It doesn't matter. Leave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, but they head back to the you know the city of the dead, right? Yeah, and uh, they're trying to get in, trying time. to save. Rachel the Magi come. They're going to team up now because obviously they think things are wrong. Oded Fair, who, again, Mike shouted out from Resident mm-hmm. Evil. This guy's the sexiest guy on the planet. He will He's eventually cool. play literally the gigolo of Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. I don't know if you guys recall. Those mm-hmm. films are about Rob Schneider impersonating a real gigolo. That's Oded Fair because uh, mm-hmm. he's so sexy. Um he, uh, you know, undoes his thing now. He's got, like, his hair down. He's got his two little face tattoos. Mm-hmm. Steven yes. Somers said that character was supposed to be head-to-toe covered in tattoos. But once he saw Oded Faircast, he was like, too good looking. no, this guy, he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. One, we're going to show his face. And two, <laughs> yeah. no, we are not covering him in tattoos. But we get this great moment where they're going to team up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get their swords or whatever, and they say that they're going to, like, raise the 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 former first Medjai who will be able to like counteract the magic of Imhotep and we'll get some good guys on our side too. Mm. Yeah. But I might, have, I might've zoned out during that. Cause I don't even, remember this is again, is. this is where it gets a little like where people are like, you're going to reverse read the book upside down and she's yeah. going to do this thing. And you're like, yeah, we, like to Rick Jonathan. O'Connell, you just imagine him nodding and be like, I'm going to stab Imhotep. Like whatever you're saying, like I'm barely listening. Right. Jonathan's like, trying I'm, to translate the the golden yeah. book so that he can control the uh, the servants or the priests or whatever. Yeah, Emotep raises up. his servants up so yes. that yeah. he has his lackeys and um, we get some um, great fight scenes where Rick O'Connell's just fighting a bunch of them at once and yep. doing pretty well, but eventually he yep. gets overpowered. But that's but they are undead. So yes. yeah, yeah, and he's able win, to. Win. There's some great gags yeah. where the, it gets crushed under the stone that it's lifting up to crush him with. He cuts his leg off, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Emotep is able to bring back his bride. I can't remember her name. I don't know why. But Anaxana Moon. But she's, the, Moon. she's just she's the still a mummy. It's not complete yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, I like that. <laughs> she's like really scary. It's like very weird. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So she's chasing yeah, like Rachel Wise during this too. Um. Yeah. But yeah. I basically, we get 
to Jonathan's Bunch controlling the mummies and he turns yeah. them on her. And that at that moment, I actually felt like kind of bad for Emotep. I'm like, 3,000 yeah. years and you're almost got what you GF. want. And then yeah. he just had your own guards, and it was brutal. Like they show the silhouette, but they're like stabbing her and doing right. Like, it's not got to decide between like chasing after Rick yep. O'Connell or, or trying to save her and stuff. Save her. Yeah, I kind of felt bad. Psychological for warfare. Yeah. 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 So they they kill his girlfriend, and now he's like, well, nothing but revenge time. So he's coming after them. They eventually do the incantation to turn him mortal, and we summons like the the former pharaoh on like a spirit chariot right yeah, that like yeah. runs through him and like steals his soul and you're like yeah. oh shit it's pretty badass <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah they're like i thought this killed him he's still alive but then rick o'connell stabs him he's like he's mortal and then sinks back into the, the water pool. or whatever the liquid and uh yeah oh. the drowning pool um, I love the I th- like the effect is good when he's like turning back into a mummy. Like I thought that was well done. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, his skin it's goes away. Fully awesome. Yeah. Um, I had one thought when because I rewatched the opening of this when I was prepping the episode, and I wished it was the same sword that Emotep had used to kill the emperor that Brendan Fraser used. It was not. I it was not, mm. but I think that would yeah. be a nice detail. You're right. It's like yeah. a scimitarry thing. Yeah. Yeah, Rick's is like more curvy, and the other one is kind of yeah. almost like a gladius but longer vibe. Anyway, right. But yeah, we did it. We saved the day. But guess what? That treasure bag that Benny had. Guess what? Benny's been getting treasure, putting it on camels, trying to get more. He hangs it on the wrong stick and triggers all the traps at once. And now right. we gotta it's escape singing. the cave of wonders situation. Yeah, the ceiling and we get is a, coming down. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but Rick is not gonna just be like, "All right, you know, fuck you, Benny." He does get a "Come on, come on," yeah. and Benny yeah. just won't give up his big sack and gets dragged. Bye, Benny. Yep. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's um. It's great effects, though, though, these sequences of them running, you know, Indiana Jones again, crush traps, this and that. Um, I love seeing Benny dragging the bag with gold cups falling out of it, like behind it. Like, yes. there's some very funny visuals here. But Benny does I've make often it. thought um, in video games and life and these movies that do these things where you defeat these final bosses and then your final task is escape that I would not make it to the escape part. I would be so <laughs> gassed from the boss fight that I... Truly, the minute things started tumbling, I would just like curl up and be like, "All right, like, all right, yeah, you know, it is what it is. The world's like, what safe. What am I going to do? I would yeah, probably, exactly. I feel I content would pull from a Benny. that. I would be trying to take treasure, or uh, in the in, in the Last Crusade when um, that lady is like, can't give up the. the oh, chalice, you would right? die with a cup for sure. <laughs> yeah, I would be, but see, in my mind, I would be so convinced. I'd be like, we're in a pyramid. There was like a magic well over there. Or like if you were in the last crusade out, yeah. where you're like, Jesus is like ten feet from me, like even if this place is collapsing, I'm pretty sure this place is magic. Like I'm pretty sure I'll be protected somehow and then I would right. die. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh what's like Benny? He gets trapped in there, the lights are going out, all of a sudden these so scarabs scary. show up. You know, he knows that he's about to die. So that's yeah. a, a scary scene to be in, you know. Yeah. He found all the treasure he wanted, but yeah, that was great sequence of events where the little mirror gets crushed and then it's just his torch and it's like, oh, like this golden palace, like it, it when the lights go out, it's like visually like, yep, this is your tomb, Benny. And it gets and he's also, of- he's doing that thing where he's like doing the movement. You see the bugs kind of moving, but there's so many that it's like, Benny, Benny, what you're a not going to be able go. to stop. Yeah. You're, what are you doing? Yeah, no, and I would not want to be just like swarmed by insects to death. That's that's a no. terrible way to go. No, Emotep goes. Yep, yeah. and they we saw that one guy get 
stripped of his flesh by the bugs yeah. that kind of wash over that one dude who falls down. It's terrifying. Way to I deal. guess I would cover my ears and mouth, just hoping none of them would get inside. Because if they <laughs> munched me from outside in, I'd be okay with that. Just yeah. don't go inside. Yeah, that was the worst <laughs> okay visual. But um, luckily for our heroes, Benny had already loaded up the camels with some gold. So it was a little... That's right. So they got a little bit. But I, I like oh, the yeah. line where they're like, I guess we're empty-handed again or whatever. And then Brendan Fraser's like, I don't know about that. Not me. Girl. Yeah. The ending. Yeah. Yep, that's great. He was and, a prisoner um, when this started. I love this because yeah. of that. You know, and then they're like, married in ah. the next movie. They, you know, they stay yep. together. They love they each other. They jump ahead like fourteen years. They have like a a teenage child by that point. It's yeah. insane, right? Yeah, but um, um, yeah, they're riding on the horse. Iconic. Um, little bits that I like. Just on the escape, I wanted to mention is like, oh, go, she's trying to get the book. They're like, you can't get the book. And then Jonathan wants to get a treasure. They're like, no, they have to go. Both of them had to pull someone away. Uh, that yeah. was a fun little gag, but yeah, that is yeah. funny. It was a great little adventure. Um, they have the respect of uh, they have the respect, respect of yeah. Odin Fair, and then he just rides away, and it's like the paladin in D anD. D. He's like he's just he's just leaving. <laughs> See you he's next just time. Good, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. well, great. Hopefully, Jonathan's no one like, will he's wake just leaving up us the here. Scorpion King anytime soon or anything. Hopefully, like not. well, they bring everybody back for that sequel literally the titular mummy that dies in this film gets to come back arnold mm-hmm. Vosloo comes back Odin fair comes back kevin j o'connor as benny does not come back which is what always nah. bugged me in those future well, films died, bring back zombie he? benny uh. <laughs> yeah there we go yeah more benny um be like jake johnson benny. Yeah. It's like only Rick O'Connell sees him. If anything, like yeah. he should get the the scorpion thing on him. I don't like that it's the kid that does. I don't like any of that. So mm. I haven't seen those in a long time, but I do remember thinking, dang, this Oded Fair character is so cool. <laughs> like yeah. it's so cool. She made a spin-off about him. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing so currently, good. but truly every time he would pop in Resident Evil, my dad would be like, that's the mummy guy. And we'd be like, oh, yeah, the mummy yeah. guy. <laughs> like Carlos from my favorite Resident yeah. Evil, Resident Evil Nemesis. Oh, there you oh, go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess that's the that's a wrap, uh, shall we say, on the mummy plot. And we can go uh, head on over to final thoughts on this classic, classic film. We're back here on Normies Like Us, where we are sealing up the tomb. We're done treasure hunting. We're putting it all away. That was a mistake. Uh, we, <laughs> it was a curse. It was I'm a sorry. terrible mistake. Mike. Yep. In the we said that we've done a bunch of treasure things on this at the top of the episode. When yeah. we did our uh, uh, Uncharted episode, we were like, oh, we love talking about this genre. We've, we've yeah. done a, a bunch of these at this yeah. point. I love every time we do get to talk about one of these these wild adventure films. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll just say right now, like, we need to do National Treasure at some point. Like, I've been thinking about that. Yeah. That's going to happen in the future. This movie is a National Treasure, but I also like the National Treasure, like, a lot. <laughs> well, who's better? I mean, Brendan Fraser or Nick Cage? I mean, okay, that's a win-win situation. The Marvel yeah. Universe, I'm done with it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Oh, okay. Give me a film where the multiverse portal opens up and it's Jack Sparrow, Rick O'Connell, <laughs> um, Benjamin Gates. Is that what Nicholas Cage's character's name right. is? Benjamin Franklin wow. Gates. Lara Croft. Uh, and uh, both Indiana of them. Jones. And Nathan yeah, Drake. Indiana Jones. We have to steal 
you know, the treasure of the multiverse. And you're like, oh, my God, what a crew you've assembled. You son of a bitch. I mean, an Ant-Man. And Ant-Man. Yeah, and Because he's a thief. Yeah, and Benny's in this universe, but he's not too terrible. But he was a good guy in this universe. That's like part of the plot. Nathan Drake, obviously. Well. Everyone's favorite. Nathan Fillion comes in and kills him, and he's like, I'm the real Nathan Drake. That guy replaced me 10 years ago. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. As long as Sully's not there or his cat. Yeah. Um, his so, cat, God. I think um, I want to mention real quick, the second Uncharted game escalates to where you fight yetis. And then in, I saw the Dragon Emperor, and I'm like, did they just do the Uncharted 2 plot? <laughs> anyway, you'll see it when you watch the movie, but there's yetis in uh, Dragon Emperor. I love it. But um, for this one, this, it was here's, super Here's fun. why this film works, Mike. It doesn't mm-hmm. involve a scene at a Papa John's. Oh yeah, it yeah, should yeah. though. It should have a Papa John's. <laughs> the first one ever. Yeah, of product placement in this movie. That's the problem. No. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah, great adventure film. I like it a lot. You know, classic. Great reactions. Great chemistry with the cast. We set it up top. I, I, I enjoyed this little mummy adventure. Um, impromptu Absolutely. after the escape room, but I, I'm glad we did it. This little excursion. Yeah. Yeah, and just by coincidence, like I said, I watched that the new mummy mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, so I can really compare that piece of shit movie with uh this right uh classic you know 90s blockbuster and again like it just feels like an era of blockbusters that they, they, they don't really make anymore and i know we just did uncharted yeah. that's a recent movie and they made dial of destiny and everything but it just seems like block blo- the blockbuster space is just so dominated by comic book movies right superheroes that we don't get yeah. these sweeping adventure movies anymore so they don't do practical sets. Like it's still like, they're, yeah. oh, they spend too much. It's, it's a different feel, you know? Yeah. Well, what is the future of the adventure genre? Or I guess even just applying to this, mm. because you, you keep bringing up the Tom Cruise mummy failed, failed yes. the dark universe. They literally <laughs> said that was so bad. We're not continuing this stuff. Shame. Mm-hmm. Um, shame. But again, that was, I mean, that is, they do it. They, it, that is an action adventure movie. Uh, it seems like, right. So what kind mm-hmm. of it's, it starts in like Iraq, but then like they go back to America, like pretty quickly. And then it's mostly based in America because they bring mm-hmm. the, the mummy tomb back to America and then she wakes up. So it's more of a, right. it's more of a monster movie than an adventure really. Right. Well, with our birthday boys resurgence, there has been a lot of talk of, okay, do they go back and do mummy four now? Would he have another Rick O'Connell in him? I don't think he does so, body wise. Yeah. yeah. Body no. type. He's so different now. I don't know if, he, but does he, but does bad. he become the Sean Connery Jacob to mm. whoever's the, you know, well, who plays who's the, the kid indie? in the uh, dragon tomb, right? It's he's a nobody. He, a nobody. he has gone on to do nothing. He's, it's him. one of the worst performances in a film. He is the guy that they choose is so bad. And his name is like Jack racer or something. Mike, mm-hmm. what is it? Uh, it looks like Luke Ford. Sure. As Alex O'Connell. Sure. So we need a new Absolutely. Alex O'Connell. Sure. Bring yes. Luke Ford back or recast that role, you know? Get a Garrett Headland or whatever. To- but who? But our young generation were these. Were I love Michael B. Jordan because he straight up just calls his shots. Where he's like, I want to play Morpheus's son in a movie, and yeah, that didn't work. But he's like, these are the movies I grew up on. Or play he's like Apollo Creed's son. I want to play Paul Creed's son. He's now about to play uh, Will Smith's I Am Legend son in a new movie. Where he's like, right. why aren't we making more of these? Who huh. is the actor now who grew up and was like, 
I love 1999's The Mummies. Who needs to say, like, Brendan, you know, like, it's me, Timothy Chalamet. You and me, man, like, I would love to, you know, play your grandson at this point. Like, Damn. you know, it's like, Jesus Christ, you know? Yeah. Why isn't that there? What will, what will the future like, well, be? The, the third movie was a bomb, so maybe that's why Huge we bomb. go back to it. Right? Yeah. But so but so does Universal never make a mummy movie again then, Jacob, if we're following like two to. bombed mummy movies? Bring back the Dark Universe, first of all. <laughs> I mean, do you remember the, no. who they had – Cast they had Angela yeah, Johnny Depp, Bride of Johnny Frankenstein, <laughs> guy we Benicio talk about too much Toro, as it is. Yeah, um, they had all these people lined up, and, and it was going to be great. Russell Crowe, you know. Yeah, well, it, it, I don't think they can go. They rebooted it essentially with Tom Cruise, like they redid the franchise for Dark Universe. I don't know if you can go back to Jack O'Connell, like world. Yeah. Like, hey, sorry they guys, have the rights it, to these classics. It's just monsters. strange to do that sequentially yeah. i've never seen that Mike, done before you, you have not seen the tom cruise one no no and no, i have not can i give you a spoiler that jacob you must know now from watching as well mm. the book of the dead is in that film it does take oh. place in the, i guess you could call the it's the exact same book it's, so yeah, they like find said, a mummy with the same backstory plot. and same name it's just gender flip like the you see the right. beginning um the mm. basically she was the princess and she kills right, her right. dad because her dad has a a son because she's the, she's in line of hair oh jeez her dad is a you son, know how it so is like, you know you know how it is. no i get it it's Girl yeah no power, it's the mummy multiverse where we get tom cruise <laughs> to understudy with brendan Fraser. he's like wait yeah mummy's in your world too crazy yeah that's essentially it. yeah tom cruise dies at the at the first act of that movie and becomes like and becomes like an immortal uh servant of the mummy so I would have been mm-hmm. interesting to see where they go with the sequel to that because he's trying to like not be like he doesn't want to be like a thrall to the mummy, but he's kind of forced to be. Huh. Interesting ideas, but not very well executed, unfortunately. Yeah, he's the Benny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need to find um, yeah, whoever has the passion for these to just start over. Just I mean if you but want is that what you uh, you wouldn't want this continued at this point, Mike. You just I want. don't think I yeah. don't think you have to I really. Think- well, I think you have a good idea there, Colin. Do a, like a Last Crusade where uh, Brendan Fraser is the Sean Connery role. Get a young twenty-something to be his son, and uh, do a classic father-son type thing. They'd be like thirty, to sort of, if they were like fifteen in the second one. And I don't understand how the second Rachel Wise drops out. You don't just lean into that, Jacob. Like the fact that they even were like, and yeah, we need to recast it. And in fact, the role right. is just as big, and she's like more action-oriented. You're like. No, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, no, 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 And um, Jonathan is still in it, right? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, um, it's not a great role for him either. But they, anyways, what would they even do? Because they've done Egyptian mummies, they've done Chinese mummies. Right? The, the tag at the end of I get, big spoiler for Dragon Emperor. Yeah. I guess they win the day and they say, "Well, we're all going to go on vacation," and they all say. Well, let's go somewhere with no mummies. How about Peru? And they all like laugh and start driving off. And a Chiron comes up that says three months later, mummies were discovered in Peru. So I, I think the setup was that they Peru, were, I believe, it. in fact, it was uh, greenlit 
to have Aztec zombies that were going to be played by Antonio Banderas or Aztec mummies. So I think they were going to take like an international after the Jet Li Chinese right. uh, mummy thing they tried to do. I, it all sounds bad. I don't yeah, know. the franchise is called The Mummy. I mean, how many how many different mummies can we find? You know, <laughs> But it can't always be Arnold Vosloo. Like, I, I'm not right. even positive I like right. The Mummy Returns. In I don't the like mummy that Returns. idea. Well, right. I like the idea yeah. of doing the Chinese one because they have the, like the clay soldiers or whatever i'm sure that's a part yeah, of the movie that's factored into i knew it, about yeah. that from history and stuff that like they would be buried with these armies of clay soldiers that could come back to life or whatever in the afternoon yeah i think that's a cool we, that's should, yeah should we say real quick is it worth mentioning uh the second film maybe has the most notorious shot in recent film history the reveal of the scorpion king yes one of the most criticized cg moments ever it's like the yeah. worst cgs yeah yes it was it was billed as you're not gonna believe it we've recreated a human being completely mm-hmm. uh and then i remember when it was revealed going like oh wow this does not look good yeah, yeah. so it's a half scorpion half man the man half the, is, well, uh, the who rock. is the man mike it's The Rock, Dwayne The Rock it's, Johnson, his first it's appearance the rock in film. Johnson, my friend. It is first film role, yes. Wow. But he had been on Star Trek know, before. Yes, that's, that's true. Right. Voyager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did you know they made two direct DVD sequels to The Sp- Scorpion King? We should maybe. Oh, he got his spinoff movie. Yeah. He, I, yeah. Well, there's The Scorpion King spinoff, and then there's two direct DVD sequels to that spinoff. So there's We're going to talk about King what movies. we're going to do at no. our next long-form series after Pirates. I'm maybe going to yeah. be leaning pretty hard to do The Mummies again, the because mummy I wouldn't universe. mind ending it with the well, first reading, Scorpion um, King movie with The Rock, which is so crazy. Yes. The, the Scorpion King, the third Scorpion King movie which was direct to dvd had like an insane cast i was reading it has like dave batista you know before he mm-hmm. became oh, sure. a star sure. um, and it's it goes Ron pretty Pearl it's like randy couture it's like pretty randy mma couture is in the second one. Oh, yeah. okay gotcha but the the rock does not come back it's a different actor for each one Oh, the Scorpion King. Geez, so that's well, could be interesting, though. Could be. Is, I, uh, <laughs> I have beef with the Scorpion King because the marketing it was heavily marketed with the "I Stand Alone" song, right? Yes. And then the third act, I'm waiting the whole movie for the song to come in. You know, in the it's the final fight. I'm like, okay, for the final fight, they'll do it. No, but then there's a moment where he lights his swords on fire. I'm like, this is when they're going to use it, and they don't. And then they the credits don't. hit, and they didn't even put it in the credits. And I'm like. I'm so mad that they didn't oh, it's play. Oh, just on the soundtrack. Alone. It was just for the marketing. Oh. It's probably on the soundtrack. But I was like, you, uh, you should have played am, it when he uh, lights his sword on fire. But so I'm looking up. I was wrong. There's not two sequels to the Scorpion King. There's four. There are five total Scorpion King spinoff movies. I've never oh. seen any of the other Scorpion Kings other than the first one. I love. The, I have the first one on digital, and I might have the Blu-ray of that film, and not the. Can movie. I tell you? Let me just read some of the, so I like that he wins movie. by bow and arrowing just a little bit yes. harder. I like the that uh, Maggie Maggie Hugh. Who is it? Oh yeah. Who, do you remember who's the actress? Yes, sorry, Kelly Who of. Uh, mm. Scorpion King Three: The Battle for Redemption has Tamara Morrison, oh uh, wow, Dave Bautista, Billy Zane, Ron Perlman, Kimbo Slice. Whoa, Kimbo Slice! Yeah, what a random. uh, And then the fourth movie has Michael Bean, Rutger Hauer, Lou Ferrigno. Like so, that's where like made for TV action stars go to die. Like the Scorpion King films. The second one has Randy Couture. Um, Yeah, we might have to. 
look into those at some point. Well, that sounds painful. <laughs> Don't open yeah, the maybe. tomb. It's cursed. Why would we no. do that? Yeah. yeah. Very no, cursed. Could be. But just the fact that there's more Scorpion King movies than there are like mainline mummy movies is very strange to me. Well, uh-huh. and here's the thing. Point. Steven Summers, I believe, gets a producer credit on that first one, keeps making money. Got producer he didn't he does not direct Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Obviously he gets replaced right. by um the Fast and the Furious Rob guy. Cohen, I, yeah. Rob Cohen, He's thank you. Yes. Good director. Triple X um, and uh, Fast and Furious. The worst. Yeah. But but Jeez. Steve Summers ends up in director jail not because of Van Helsing, but because of um what's that movie called? Odd Odd Todd or Odd Norman or whatever that stars Anton Yelchin. It's maybe his last film. Our, oh, our beloved Thomas. Anton Yelchin. Odd Thomas. Yeah. Thank mm. you. He did. And I don't understand. Joe, it's a fine course. movie. Yeah. Jacob. Okay. Here's what I want to say. Thank you for reminding <laughs> me of that. Yeah. He does the first GI Joe film. GI Joe: The Rise, the of, Rise Cobra. of Cobra. Okay. Yes. Not Retaliation. Yes. Thank you. Now, have either of you guys seen those films? That yes, film yes. We've yeah. talked okay. about these before, I think. Joe loves well, these movies, of course. Here's something we should have Joe on to talk about this moment in particular, because Joe, who loves this franchise in particular, loves Brendan Fraser, former host of this mm-hmm. podcast, uh, who is stuck in quicksand, and that's why he's not here, yep, yep, yep. Um, has pointed out and said, since the first time he saw that movie, Brendan Fraser cameos in that film, where he rides up on a quad, while the Channing Tatum is being trained to be a GI Joe. And he says the lines, are they Joe's or no's? And somebody <laughs> says they're no's. And he goes, they look like Joe's to me or something like that. Now yeah. he says later, they're like, whatever character he is, he's like Sergeant stone or something. He's like, yeah. I always kind of saw it as that's Rick O'Connell's great, great, great grandson. So oh. I fucking love that. There's a whole canon. <laughs> We've already got G.I. Joe and Transformers existing in the same universe. That's just, right. Um, Let's bring them up, man. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, that gets us connected to Sully and Nathan Drake as well. So let's get let's it all. It, you know? There's three G.I. Joe films if you count Snake Eyes. We should maybe talk wow. about the G.I. Joe films at some point. Yeah. yeah. First one's got, you know, Christopher Eccleston as a, a Doctor Who super fan now. Christopher Eccleston as Destro, of course. Oh, and buddy. Gordon Levitt. Mm-hmm. You know who the villain is? Arnold Vosloo. Oh, sure, huh. sure. Plays Zartan, the shapeshifter. That's yeah. right. Wow. And Kevin J. O'Connor is in it. Dr. Yes, Mindbender. he plays Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> Whoa, now, what yeah. a reunion. <laughs> and JGL, of course, as Cobra Commander. Very silly portrayal of that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Marlon Wayans. Watch yeah. Deep Rising. I love Stephen Summer movies. Watch Deep Rising. Watch G.I. Joe. Watch both these mummy films. Watch mm-hmm. Van Helsing. I've soured on it a Wolverine little. Wolverine fighting <laughs> monsters. It's, yeah. I wonder how that one holds yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I'm here for it. Oh, Hugh, I boy, I don't know. <laughs> huge jacked man. A huge he jacked is, man. He is. That's uh, that's no. what takeaway. Here's what I want to say about this film. Yes, yes. I was <laughs> on crazy. vacation like two years ago, and this has happened a couple times with two films specifically, where uh, me and my brother and my dad will be together in a hotel room, and we're about to do something, and we're like, "Oh, the mummy's on." And we'll sit down and like be stuck, even though we're on vacation doing other things. Mm-hmm. That is the power of this film. And the only other yeah. time it happened was Naked Gun was on TV. And we we're like, oh, <laughs> Naked Gun. <laughs> this happened so. to me too, Colin. This is very strange. I was on a family vacation. We were in a hotel and me and my sister just were flipping channels. And we, the uh, the Mummy Returns comes on, the sea. Uh-huh. We just started watching that. We're like, you know what? 
we like this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's it has yeah. a power, and I think that shows you how perfect of a film franchise this is, and a, a great film. It yeah. it could keep you in your Im hotel longer than yeah. you wanted to be. <laughs> Just one of those movies. I'm flipping channels in a hotel. It comes on. I'm watching. You know, I'm in. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but definitely. Yeah, no. It's it's a fun ride. Great. You know, yeah, I enjoyed it. We didn't even talk about the ride, by the way, which is like no. I've done it before. Have you guys done it? Yeah, oh, it's oh, awesome. It. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But the ride didn't exist first. This isn't a. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's inspired. Okay. And you literally, it's you literally just in like a cylinder. It just goes boop. Like you just like spin, right? Like that's all it yeah. kind of is. Right? It's like a short oh. roller coaster. It lasts about yeah. two minutes. Um, okay. I've gone to, you know, I, I live near Universal. I've been there a few times uh, and huh. I always go on that ride. And because sometimes there's no line. So you can literally just go on the ride, go walk around, get on the ride again. And because it's so <laughs> short. It yeah. gone huh. now? No, it's still there. Okay. Nice. It's, okay. it's, uh, I, it's I remember them taking that out. Yes. It still yeah, holds up. It it's is. got like the air, like you can feel air over your feet. That's supposed to be like the scarabs and stuff. Oh, um, okay. That's fun. Like movement. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Cool. You're looking at like a projection screen too, as you're yeah, going, right? There's yeah. some multimedia stuff involved. It's a good ride. It's a classic. Nice. Check it out. Normies. Go to Universal yeah. Studios. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been a fun journey uh, doing this. And uh, yeah, just thanks for watching the mummy and talking about it with me, guys. I think uh, yeah, it's been a blast. I mean, between this and pirates, we've watched some good classic movies from our childhood, and mm-hmm. uh, not to be you know those people, but they just don't make them as good. No, like I was talking like. to a, a listener of ours who has children, and he was saying to me, "I love your guys' show." I can't do the episodes you guys do right away that are the reactions to the big Marvel movies or the whatever. Mm. I wish like when you guys had COVID, you would do some, some occasional throwbacks. Yeah. I was happy to squeeze one of these in. Like you said, I mean, these yeah. are the movies we loved and you watch when you go like, fuck, they don't make them like this anymore. Even if they're in name remaking them over and over and over, it's not the same thing. no, so. no. Even even diminishing returns on some of the sequels, like the first entries, they're just so good and classic, right? So it's nice to have that. Um, Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, and thank you for listening to the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, We love our normies. Yeah. I got to get my... Yeah, shout out Rob. Yes. But uh, yeah, they're going to cut out our tongues, I guess, if we don't wrap wrap this thing up. Pull our brains out our noses. Um, Oh, jeez. I really hate that. Yeah. Like a mummy. (laughs) Nope. normies please don't do any of that to us but if you have to uh you can find all of our little jars at normies underscore like underscore us uh rate review subscribe to the podcast there helps us out a lot check out our youtube page as well where you can watch us having these conversations mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely otherwise we have been your hosts this is cursed colin that's what i'm mm. saying uh this is just mike hotep again and this is Jake O'Cobnell. Thanks, Signing off. Thanks, Norris. Right. Time to hang Jake, Jake O'Cobnell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Mummy Christmas. Happy holidays coming up, Normies. <laughs> yeah. Mummy Christmas to you. Yeah, Mummy Christmas. You all what a good bite. Bite. And, and then whatever other holiday sure. you would celebrate based on the necklaces that Benny had, all are welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take care, Normies. Right. <laughs> Bye.
My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools!